Greetings! Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein, recorded from my bed at historic Building 98 in Marfa, Texas. This is an occasionally comedic podcast about spirituality, mysticism, the esoteric, and occasionally poetry. Ding dong. This podcast is brought to you by me, Amanda Holstein, and if you'd like to support this podcast and also get a tarot reading, it's like a win-win, you can now book your online tarot reading with me at www.samantha.as.me. It's $50 for a one-hour tarot session. So you can bring whatever it is to the table. You could ask questions like, does he like me? Should I break up with him? Should I quit my job and apply for another job? Where should I invest my money over the next six months? Where will my health resources and communication abilities be over the next six months? All this and more can be answered when you book your tarot reading with me at www.samantha.as.me. All right, so how's everything going over there with you all? Everything is pretty good over here, you know, just taking it one day at a time, as we do. Apparently, I'm off a nicotine today. I told myself that I was going to stop chewing nicotine gum once I finished this last pack. I was like, okay, I went to Houston, right? And I was like, I'm definitely not going to quit nicotine gum before I visit my mom, right? And so I was like, when I get back from Houston, I'm going to finish this pack and then I'll be done. And so I had like a half a piece left in my bag last night that I was going to chew today. And then before I fell asleep, I heard my dog like, nom, nom, nom. (laughs) And that motherfucker ate my last piece of gum. (laughs) And so he was wired. We slept with the door open last night so he could go in and out of the courtyard. And, you know, don't fiend me. I'm, like, searching in my bags, like, searching in my car. Like, come on, I at least got, like, half a piece. But, you know, like, if if I don't think about it, I do better. But as soon as I start looking for another piece, then I start fiending even more for another piece. So, yeah. So, here we are. It's been... I guess about 14 or 16 hours since I've had any nicotine at all. I feel pretty good. I say as I'm just like nodding my head. (laughs) It's like, uh, fake it till you make it, right? I mean, isn't it all fake anyway? What else has been going on? So I already told y'all about the tarot readings. Building 98 is pretty busy this month. The fellows over at Marfa Open have rented out the space. There's like this artist exchange with some artists in Austin. A bunch of people are going to be coming and going and doing installations over the next month. So if you're in Marfa, come by Building 98. 
You could also come by Ocotillo Botanica. I'm going to be working there on Saturday. Um, you know, Botanica, if you need your magical supplies. Um, yeah. And here we are. Okay, so that's also here in Marfa. Marva, Marva, Marva. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to do something a little different on today's episode. It's on Ecclesiastes 8. And I don't usually like give um, a like description of what the word means. I usually just kind of let it speak for itself because it doesn't just mean one thing, right? There's like many layers to um, these texts. And by these texts, I mean the Bible. Um, And so I usually just kind of let it speak for itself because whatever will resonate with you will resonate with you. But I figured on today's episode that I would give a, like, kind of dive into some, some of the extractions from Ecclesiastes 8 from a deeper level rather than just the fundamentalism. Uh, one might say even a Kabbalistic level. So what I'm going to do is read Ecclesiastes 8, and then I'm going to read what I wrote that goes into it, and then I might read Ecclesiastes 8 again one more time to see what resonates. So a little dive into the mystical aspects of the Bible so that we can see that It doesn't have to be dogmatic because divinity flows through everything and the Western tradition holds significant power divorced from the dogma itself. And so without further ado, here is Ecclesiastes 8. Who is like a wise man? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the sternness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because for every matter there is a time and judgment. Though the misery of a man increases greatly, For he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? No one who has power over the spirit to retain spirit. And no one has power in the day of death. There is no release from that war. And wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. All this I have seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which one man rules over another, 
to his own hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of holiness, and they were forgotten in the city where they had done so. This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity which occurs on earth, that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. So I commended enjoyment because a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry. For this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life, which God gives him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom, and to see the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night. Then I saw all the work of God that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. All right, ding dong. And so here is an analysis, a mystical poetic analysis of Ecclesiastes 8. There are many interpretations. Knowledge accumulates information and tries to come to a logical conclusion. But even logic as a practice folds in on itself, and this is what logicians call fuzzy logic. We are the ones who ascribe meaning onto things, and there are many ways to interpret what happens or appears to happen in our lives. Wisdom makes the face shine as we unclench our fist and unfurrow our brows and open ourselves beyond the stories we are told about right and wrong. The greater the surrender to the bath of unknowing, all the things we've been taught and the programming of our minds by the media, social media, and our educational upbringing. The looser the grip 
and the greater the freedom. This is a practice. The spiritual life is not a theory. It must be practiced. Patience, tolerance, and humility. It is the wicked who go astray in their hearts, and the ego is a habit of the mind which places limits on our own understanding of the divine. There is no I, though there appears to be. This is a habit of the mind. When one first tastes the freedom of non-dual wisdom, the ego snaps back into its place and wants to rebel, shout from the rooftops, or start its own cult. This, too, is vanity and grasping for the wind. Humility means to be close to the ground. Humility is a spiritual principle. We've heard it said to guard our hearts and test our thoughts that we may know the will of the divine. Pausing before acting is a beneficial practice. Though we may feel an urgency to act, the oak tree grows slowly over time and even time itself is suspect. Our words matter. Our words become matter. We often find that when we expect the worst, bad things happen. In the beginning was the Word, and the world was made by the Word of the Divine, and so too are we the Divine, creating our worlds with our words. There is nothing new under the sun. Though we may experience a temporary sense of freedom when we taste non-dualistic wisdom, stable realization is a very rare occurrence, so we might suggest vigilance and practice so one does not fall prey to fantasy. Let me be more specific. There was a time in my life when I thought I knew. If everything is divine, then why not choose chaos? Drug addiction and codependent relations appear bright and shiny with their hits of dopamine and is not all divine. Yes and Balance is also a spiritual concept. There are consequences to our actions, so addiction and codependency pay a price with pain. Nothing can separate us from love of the divine. It's up to the individual how much pain they would like to endure. Some people have a death wish 
Some people have been hurt and traumatized. Some people have many repressed and painful experiences from their childhood that they often act out in ways that are against their best interest. Many of us do not feel worthy of love. Many of us secretly wish we were dead. There are many mysteries about life and death and purpose. Some people say that we cannot die because we were never born. And this is where we remember that knowledge has its limitations, but wisdom makes our face shine. There is no need to fear. Though many of us live in fear because the world around us appears separate. Divinity flows through us all. Were we to remember that even separation is part of the one, the open luminosity which is inherently good, though we often wish that we and others ought not suffer. Admitting our powerlessness is a very empowering practice, for we often find answers to our questions when we release our presumptions. I find much comfort in considering the following phrase, no one, nowhere, controls anything. When I release my expectations and intellectualizing, my expectations and intellectualizing, I often find more space and freedom in what appears to be a present moment. I have a choice. Reality is perception. Even when habit patterns of my mind recoil and return, I bathe my mind over and over in the bath of unknowing. And when I feel lost, confused, or alone, I call on my higher power who takes many forms. I sit quietly. I pray and meditate. The spiritual life is not a theory. It must be practiced. Ding dong! And now, the second reading of Ecclesiastes 8. Who is like a wise man? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, 
and the sternness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, What are you doing? He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. But a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because for every matter there is a time and judgment. Though the misery of man increases greatly, for he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit, and no one has power in the day of death. There is no release from that war, and wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. All this I have seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which man rules over another to his own hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of holiness, and they were forgotten in the city where they had done so. This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, Yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity which occurs on earth, that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it appears according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. So I commended enjoyment, because a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry. For this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life which God gives him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God 
that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. Whew, mystery of mysteries. Take what you like and leave the rest. If you enjoy this podcast, consider and become a patron at patreon.com slash ATSM. You can also Venmo me at HTX Oracle for a donation. If you would also like to support this podcast and purchase some art, that would be a win-win situation. And you can do so at my Etsy shop at Etsy.com slash shop slash Hanael777. That's H-A-N-A-E-L-777 to purchase some art. And remember to share, subscribe, leave a positive review on iTunes, and book your tarot reading with me at samantha.as.me. That's samantha.as.me. Thank you for listening to A Thousand Serious Moves. I will see y'all later.